0: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. All right. Now, joined by the 1997 NCAA rebounding leader, a man who went through South Alabama, College of Charleston, Kansas, Providence, um, North Carolina, and Kentucky off the top of my head, Mr. AJ Bramlett. How you doing, my guy?
1: Doing well, man. How are you doing? It's good to see you.
0: Dude, not too bad. Not too bad. So I wanted to, uh, first of all, get a lot of people asking, what is A.J. Bramlett up to? You're obviously killing it with your podcast. I mean, anybody that's played at the U of A has been on there, basically. But what else are you up to?
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I live in New Mexico. I work in New Mexico where I uh, went to high school at, and I work uh, – with a company called Playfly Sports. I do all the uh, corporate development, business development for our high school sports association. So the New Mexico Activities Association, which is like the AIA in uh, Arizona. So I've been doing that for a few years and I coach AAU basketball, coach my sons, and train players and still active in the basketball community. So everything's going good.
0: I've always wondered when it's somebody like yourself that played at such a high level and you're working with kids, many of whom just don't probably have the natural abilities of AJ Bramlett. How does that work? How do you try to say, all right, you know, what I expected out of myself might, might not be reasonable of others.
1: That's a really good question. And like when I first started training and it's been, you know, probably 12, 13 years now, um, it was difficult, man. Like I, I didn't know how to explain things. And so like, I, I had to really like learn and learn the craft and learn teaching techniques. And uh, a guy named Gannon Baker, who you may know, uh, really helped me a lot in the beginning because one of the you know greatest basketball trainers there's been uh, on how to just kind of get kids' minds to be able to grasp concepts and use, you know, like uh, number systems where you're doing this, say it out loud, say one, I'm stepping here, two, I'm stepping here and then three, I'm shooting and Things like that where right. you had to get their brains to be able to understand, you know, what you're saying. For me, I could just do it. And so it's hard when you're able to do that to be able to break it down into something that, you know, could benefit kids. And it did take a long while to get kind of figure out a style of, of what works. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Nobody's ever asked or asked or me that. So I enjoy that question. That was a good. One. Oh, okay. I got it. I got some
0: questions too. We're going to talk a lot about the AJ Bramlett Odyssey and how it pertains today with Arizona's <laughs> team, but I want to get your take. Um, I'll be honest with you, AJ, uh, I thought this team would take a little bit of a step back this year. You lose Matherin, you lose Daylon Terry, you lose Coloco, but it almost kind of feels like back when you played where, you know, you can lose Miles, Mike D, Mike uh, Mike Bibby, and, uh, oh, yeah, Bennett Davidson. And, by the way, you still got Jason Terry. You still got A.J. Bramley. You got R.J. coming in. You got Michael Wright. You got dudes like that where it's just kind of an assembly line, it seems.
1: Yeah, I mean – I, I'm surprised too, to be honest. I'm surprised that they're playing uh, as well as they have uh, uh, this year. Um, not uh, not now because we've seen them, but before the season, I wasn't sure they'd be at the level that they are today. Um, but you're right. Like they've, you know, Tommy reloaded. He picked the exact right guys, you know, guys like Ramey and, and uh, said that have come in and just fit perfectly into the system Um, the development of umar and and zoo that we've continued to see and then the freshmen i like all of them man. i think they they all bring something different to the table they're all kind of progressing at different rates Uh, but i think they're all going to be contributors you know as we move down you know through the pac 12 season and to the ncaa tournament and now we're in a good position with you know everything the recruiting being opened up now and you know kind of everything behind us from the iarp stuff and uh, I just see it being, you know, if I was a high school kid, there's no other place that I'd want to go play basketball in the country, you know, right now.
0: What do you see in the U of A big men right now? Because, I mean, AJ, you know this better than anybody. It's very rare to have two guys come in where every single game you're getting 35 and 20, it seems.
1: It's not normal. <laughs> and, like, you know, we, we have something special yeah. there. I think it's also the chemistry that those guys play with. Like, they play so well together. They look for each other. They've dominated almost everybody that they played, you know, this year outside of the the Utah, you know, kind of snafu game that we had. Um, And they're just a a load to handle, man. Like, Umar is so – He's developed so much, man. Just and you can tell it from from his patience. You know when he gets the basketball, he doesn't rush anything anymore. He knows he's bigger and stronger than all the guys he's going up against, so he takes his time and finishes shots this year that he probably would have missed last year. Zoo's just toughened up and you know gotten stronger and more aggressive and confident. And to have those two guys, that's what I like. That that's why I like this team. You know a little bit more is because you know when you need to get a bucket in the NCAA tournament uh, and your threes aren't going. A lot of teams, what are you going to do? You know I mean? And with us, we have two guys that you can get the ball to on the block and either get fouled or, you know, score a bucket or look for each other and, and get an easy bucket inside when, when a run is going bad or you're, you know, going through some tough times. So I just love those two guys. And, you know, I think also Henry is coming on, you know I mean? I've seen in the last few games, I think he's got a lot more in his bag that he just hasn't, you know, been able to let out because he hasn't been comfortable yet. And I think we're going to see him continue to improve right. and. Um, Dylan the other night too. Dylan was awesome. You know what I mean? He came in for three minutes and did a bunch of cool stuff. So yeah, they're they're doing well, man. The whole unit.
0: So, the UVA's got four big men. This is a corny read I've got here, but the UVA's got four big men that I've tried calling the Four Peaks, which is the official brew of PHNX Sports as well. Check it out downtown, the downtown location, or you can come and check it out here in Tucson as well at our tap and bottle watch parties. Uh, check out the show notes and the link in the description. Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Let's, AJ, what's your favorite NBA team?
1: Uh, I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Laker fan. All right, let's just uh, say and- let's just say right now that if
0: Anthony Davis is healthy, you might want to bet on them. But he's not right now, so you no, he- would go on the DraftKings sportsbook. <laughs> <laughs> you would bet against the Lakers right now. Yeah. You could put down. <laughs> You can put down 5 bucks and get $200 in free plays if the Lakers win. Uh, 21 and up. Enjoy responsibly. Again, check the show notes and the link in the description. DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right. When I look at Henry Vesar, I wanted to ask you about this. When you were a freshman, you were behind a guy, You know, obviously JB before um, you know, some other stuff happened, and Ben Davis. Um, yeah. Ben, to me, is one of the most underrated players in school history. I mean, he, he, a guy that just not a lot of people bring up. What did you learn going against just a guy like that that was neck and neck all year with Sharif Rahim for that player of the year? And because, you know, Henry Vassar is kind of doing that right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a similar situation. I see a lot of, um, of the same things that that he's doing. And, um, you know, it was JB and Ben and it was every day in practice. And really it was just, you know, kind of getting your ass kicked is what it was. <laughs> and learning how to right. compete, you know, on, a, on an extremely high level, you know, learn how to get, get beat up and come back and you know, learning, really earning those guys respect of how hard you needed to play and, you know, listening to them and, you know, taking everything that you could from them. And, you know, that's the same thing that Henry's getting this year with Zoo and and, uh, and Umar, because those guys, you know, he's got two great role models ahead of him that, you know, I'm sure are his biggest fans of, and role models. And then, you know, he, he's he got to match up with them every day in practice, which you can see everyone else in the country has the problem every game that we go out and play too. So, it's a good situation for him and i think that's why you've seen him you know take some real good jumps lately
0: i've always wondered for a big man um is there a time when the light bulb just come like the light bulb just comes on because you look at umar ballo right now and last year he was good but yeah. everything was a little rushed uh, you know seemed a little out of place at times now like you said he's getting his time he's getting his balance and he's making his moves did you have that time Type in. Did you have that type of epiphany, and was it before College of Charleston, by any
1: chance? (laughs) Yeah, that started for me probably the last two games of the Pac-10. That's the season that we won it against Cal and Stanford, where I played really well offensively. The game kind of slowed down, uh, you know, and I was able to you know score the basketball easier and just make reads and feel comfortable, really. And so once that happens for you, that light doesn't go off. And so you know you just see Umar continue to build and build on that. Um, You know, he's played incredible basketball this year so far. Um, And it's fun to see because you want guys, when you work your ass off, it's going to happen at some point. And, you know, you hope that it happens sooner rather than later. And, you know, for the team this year, it's exactly what, you know, the team needed was Umar and Zu to kind of step up and be those guys that we can count on every every game. And, And they're doing a heck of a job of it.
0: Now looking on the perimeter right now, um, obviously you got Kirk Creasy, you got Pella Larson, you've got uh, Courtney Ramey. Not sure that there's necessarily pros right there, but there's a lot of really solid dudes. Maybe a uh, some Joe McClain types, if you if you will. You know, something you know what you're going to get game in and game out. What are you seeing from the perimeter?
1: I like I like all of our guys. You know, I think that you know Courtney has come in and just been uh, a rock for us. You know, shot the ball really well at a high clip this year. Uh, he's a dog, so you know, what I mean, he's not scared to right. match with anybody uh, defensively on the other team. He's not scared to take big shots and make those. And uh, I think he fits perfectly with Kerr because it gives him another primary ball handler that can take pressure off and be able to, you know, beat guys to the basket and make plays, you know, for our bigs and kick out for threes as well. Um, you know, Pella, I think, is coming along for us. I think uh, he's played well this year and not necessarily his numbers mm-hmm. show. That he's playing that much better, but if you watch the game closely, he's played very well. And recently, his three-point shots starting to go down a little bit more, which will give him more confidence on the offensive end. But he's been driving to the basket hard, you know, rebounding really well, playing good defense. And then Kerr has just been solid. I mean, he's done a little bit of you know different things. I think each game, you know, whether it's hitting six threes in one game or assisting, you know, ten assists in another game, he's kind of just filled in whatever we needed in, in each game to win. And I think that's special, too, because he's just doing whatever it takes for, that we need to get a victory. He's doing it. And it doesn't matter to him whether he scores 20 or, or eight or whatever. And mm-hmm. I like to see that from him. He's doing a great job.
0: Before we get to uh, ASU, if you were just, you know, watching, what do you look at at Arizona and say that's something that maybe not a concern? But, you know, if you were playing against Arizona, that might be something you would try to attack.
1: Oh, I think our defense still needs some help. I mean, uh, we, we play really well in spurts and I think it's getting better and more consistent, but you know, there are some breakdowns at times, uh, where we leave shooters wide open or, you know, a guy gets wide open basket, you know, underneath or, and that's just communication and, you know, having a lot of new guys together, those things are going to happen, but I think they're improving and, uh, the shooting too. I mean, we're, we're up and down, you know, we're up and down shooting from the three point line. So some games we shoot really well, some games not so much. And so, um, you know, if we're hitting shots, it's it's done for sure, you know what I mean, but if we're cold from the outside, I would probably force us to try to shoot, you know, from the outside and, and take my chances, but that's hard to do, I mean, it's a, the way that right. we play, we get the ball inside, we drive the paint, you know, we get easy looks, we run a transition, so that's that's a, you know, harder thing to, to do for most teams.
0: All right, let's talk about this ASU rivalry, I put in air quotes here in just a second, <laughs> but let's just say you want to go to the game, and you want to join Arizona fans who are we're going to be up there as well. Check out Game Time. Best uh, ticketing app out there. You can get uh, tickets for concerts, games, you name it. Many times, 60% off. We've had many people on post-game shows talk about how they used it, and they got, money, or they got money back in their pocket, and it got them in last second. Great for you procrastinators out there. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. Game Time. All right, just talk when you think ASU. Before we get into specifics, what do you think, AJ? Oh, I
1: hate it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was a great rivalry. When I was there, I think JT and I were the only um, only guys at that time. And I don't know, maybe not maybe different now, but that went undefeated against ASU in our career. Correct. So you was, guys were the um, first one to no. hate our still hang our hats on to this day. Yeah. So, you know, those games were those games are intense, fun. Um it's just what you come to Arizona for too. You know, what I mean it's just part of the, part of your blood. You can never never get it out you're if you're a wildcat. Now,
0: um, a lot of people obviously know about it. I don't know how far you wanted to go into it, but uh, um, did you guys ever have any run-ins with ASU? Some friend, you know, some <laughs> yeah. adolescent, some adolescent, some adolescent we had, fun. We'll put it to you like we had,
1: that. Uh, we had a couple run-ins with them, you know, after the game, and then Eddie House and I had our little uh, tiff. I would say, you know, up in Oregon back in the day, but um, it was just a rivalry, man. We didn't like each other really, you know what I mean? And the funny right. thing is, you know, Eddie House ended up being you know, Mike Bibby's brother-in-law, and he and I are actually good friends, and his son Jalen is playing, you know, now here in New Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best players, in, you know, I think in the country, you know, down here now, so it all worked out in the end, and Eddie and I actually, we had gone to a private workout with the Miami Heat, uh, you know, right out kind of after that happened after college, and, um, and he and I were the only two there, and so we we laughed about it, you know, it shook hands, and Sometimes that happens, man. When you get a fight with somebody, you respect them more afterwards. So I think that's what happens. I've made this
0: case before, AJ, and kind of going back to when you were playing, that the team that you played on, 96-97, 97-98, I believe in college basketball is the greatest collection of perimeter talent um, that we've seen. And here's why. I mean, you've got Mike Bibby, obviously first team All American. Miles was a first team All American. Mike D was a third team All American. And then you got JT, who by, by, you know, following year, along with you, led Arizona and was the national player of the year. You don't see that in college basketball.
1: Yeah. I mean, our, those guys are incredible, man. And that's what I'd say is like, we we had something really special. And like, for JT to be your sixth man, you know, coming off the bench, like, he would have been probably a player of the year candidate earlier in his career. If you had you know, more freedom, and was the number one guy on a different team. But the one thing that those, all those guys were, were winners. They all wanted to win and they would do anything to, to, to get the victory. Uh, they worked their butts off and they just, they, you could trust them man, in crunch time and, and anything. They were just, uh, you know, I was just lucky to play with a group of guards like that. And, uh, You know, I I always say like Mike Bibby is the best basketball player from an IQ standpoint that I ever played with ever. Like he knew every single thing that was going on in the game at every single second. Who hadn't touched the ball? If Mike D hadn't got a shot up, if Miles was, you know, feeling away or I, I was running the court and once again the ball, he would make sure to iron all that stuff out within the, you know, the context of the game that people really probably didn't see. He was just incredible at that.
0: It, I'll, I always tell people this were you at the uh, Sal point game when he came to because yeah. I, I know a lot of you guys were there yeah, when he it. came yeah. yeah for sure I to me Mike Bibby is always the standard by which I measure any player in this state like and this is with all due respect it's not to put anybody down but you know I kept hearing about a Nico Mannion. and I watched Nico very good player you know got a cup of coffee in the NBA good. But Mike Bibby was just on a different realm entirely than pretty much anybody that I've seen in the state. I mean, and like you said, the IQ was, you know, it was like you were watching John Stockton or something, just the way that he was able to figure everything out. And, you know, he kind of hit the ground running as you guys did against North Carolina. And I remember that red blue game, too, where you know he really stuck out at that point as well.
1: Yeah, he. I mean, for the first game, I think he had 22 against North Carolina, if I remember right. Against Dakota, who was another yep. top point guard, and mm-hmm. uh, then in the tournament against John Williams, anytime he. Yeah, anytime he played against anybody who, you know, they said they was better than him. Like he always showed out, always. So he, Mike, was a just a special player, man. Special player.
0: What was your? When you guys, so when you and JT finally get your chance, you know, you guys go into the year and you're on the cover, you two are on the cover of everything. And obviously there's a big turnover. You bring in a really, really good uh, freshman class, but you guys really surprised the country because I think a lot of people thought Arizona was going to take this massive step back. And what was your guys' mentality going into that year? Because you really surprised a lot of people.
1: Uh, It was just kind of our opportunity to put our own step you know on the program because both of us have been, um, uh, you know, obviously we were main players, you know, on the team, but it wasn't, we weren't the two leaders and weren't counted on, you know, to be the vocal leaders or when I J, and JT had some of that and I did too. But you know, Miles was obviously the dedicated leader of our team, you know, uh, you know, every time out, so it gave right. us a chance to kind of put our own stamp on it. It also gave us a chance to, you know, give back to the younger guys, to Rich and you know, and Luke. And, uh, I wish Luke would have been able to play that year. That would have been great for me. Michael Wright, uh, you know all those guys right. that we we got to pass down the knowledge that JB and Ben and Reggie Geary and you know everybody passed down to us. So that's just kind of how the program was built. Was that that's your responsibility, and you you embraced it once it was your time. Coach Olson always said your time will come. Do what I need you to do, you know, for your freshman sophomore year, and you're going to get your chance. And, and it always happened. And you knew
0: immediately, too, what was going to happen with the way you guys played. I still remember the Tennessee game like it was yesterday when, you know, you're going against, it was Tony, Tony Harris and all of them, and yeah. obviously a raucous environment. But, you know, you guys walked in there, and Tennessee was really good at the time, too. And you guys walked in there, and you came out of there with that victory, and it was just really impressive. And that's really, I think, when it dawned on me that, man, with loot and with the players that he gets, this show doesn't stop. You can lose yeah. what you want, but this show doesn't stop, A.J.,
1: yeah, I mean that's Coach Olson. I I, I can't remember. The, we don't we uh, we don't rebuild, re reload, right? Every yeah. year is like there's more guys coming, and that's kind of that's how I feel like the program is starting to get to right now. You know, what I mean, yeah. and we proved it. You know, we've doing it two years in a row now, and I think with the recruiting and things that are going to be coming in the future, I mean, we're in a really good spot right now for Arizona basketball.
0: All right, let's talk about the similarities here. we got one more read here. Tap and Bottle. We're going to be watching the Arizona game uh, against ASU at Tap and Bottle downtown. Come check us out. Scott and Rebecca do a great job there. Four Peaks Brewery will be there as well. Check out some pizza. Watch the game. Yell at the screen. And root against ASU. Tap and Bottle downtown. Come and check us out. All right, you mentioned Tommy Lloyd and you mentioned Lute Olsen. Um, First of all, when a lot of coaches say they're going to run and they don't really run. Um, yeah. When obviously Lute Olson ran, I mean, you know, we, we, we saw it up close. You play, obviously played for it. But Tommy Lloyd had a really interesting remark when he took over, where he said, I tell people we're going to run, not because it's the best way to recruit, but because it's the best way to win games. And AJ, has he been a man of his word on that? It's like watching you guys back in the day, the way you get up and down.
1: Yeah, man. They're, they're even, I mean, faster than, than we are, you know, and, and right. they, uh, just the way that they play, it's a fun style of basketball to watch, uh, you know, for our, for our fans. Uh, it's a great system for players who want to get up and down the court and run. And big guys especially, too, because that's what I like about the offense, too, is that the big guys are really involved. They're decision- they are makers for sure. They're decision And they're decision makers. You know, they have the ball in their hands a lot. They make reads, you know. They do a lot of things that uh, you know we weren't able to really do in and uh, Coach Joe's offense back then, just because of the way it was structured. Um, but I mean, it's just a fun pace of basketball to watch, man. You want to see guys getting up and down, throwing lobs, you know, doing all the things that we used to do, and, and they're really good at it, man. They're they're a lot better at it this year, you know. It seems like than they were last year, even.
0: Right. All right, AJ. Can we get a prediction for Saturday?
1: Uh, I say we win by eight. U of A by eight.
0: You know, I like that. All right. So A.J. Bramlett's got him covering. Check that out on the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app. But A.J., again... You're known to, I mean, at least in my book, I've never seen anybody improve like you did, uh, you know, from that beginning of that sophomore year to the end where you were an absolute terror. It didn't matter who you were going against. It could have been, uh, it could have been uh, Serge Zwicker and Antoine Jameson. It could have been, you know, Scott Pollard, you name it. And dude, like I said, we don't have this, we don't have this title down here in Tucson without you. So again, you're, you're basketball royalty at its highest, my guy. I appreciate it. man. always, always. Thank you. All right. He's AJ Bramlett. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.